Fatay, Fatay. So, you want to know something? The sun is going to rise from the west today. Is it? Yep. For the first time in 45 years of her uh, prime ministership, I'm going to say Jacinda Ardern did an excellent job. Okay. Oh, okay. That, that's a massive surprise. Yep. That was, that was the last thing you actually expected me to say. Yay. I expected you to say that I'm going to vote for her. That's the last thing I would expect you to say. Okay, the thing being that, you know, obviously New Zealand wanted to adopt the zero immigration policy. There was a lot of racism going on in the last four to five years. And now what's actually happened is that things backfired so badly during the pandemic. Their, uh, you know, economy went down. Let's face the reality as grim as it is. In a welfare state, welfare will be abused and the local people will never work because, you know, they... They have no incentive to work, Navjeet. You know, you're giving them a house, you're giving them money, you know, the incentives we require to survive, to work. All that will be, you know, thrown away, lost because they're being given to you by the government on a silver platter. So cut a long story short, you need a migrant workforce. She wasn't agreeing with this. And then ultimately, a miracle, seeing the amounts leaving for Canada and the States, Australia, UK, and, you know, even going back to their own countries, She's decided to give a one-off residency visa to 165,000 people. The you know, Prime Minister who was saying that she wanted to cut immigration down by 30,000, she's pretty much given seven times that number a chance to stay in the country as a one-off, and their families as well. Well, for those people, it sounds good that their hard work has paid off, but it's not a miracle. Actually, I did it. Actually... <laughs> Well, whatever she claims at the no. end of the day. Oh, yep. Yeah, I actually organized a massive tuna yep. in uh, in India. Oh, geez, I thought you would have gone to your local dairy and prayed to Babaji to do something about this. Uh, well, I'll, I'll keep my secrets because I'm, I'm going to use this weapon again in the future when oh, I need to. Gopta, gala, gopta, gala, gopta. Gopta, gopta. Now, the thing is that, you know, the amount of Indian Punjabi businesses I expect to shut down in the next few months will be quite a Herculean. And let me explain to you why. Most of these kids who are coming over from the Punjab are from rural areas. Their English isn't that good. They're paying others to do their IELTS test for them. There are, you know, partnership issues. All of these kids actually come here and end up getting exploited by these Indian business owners who are already well settled down here. So it's 25000 for a work visa, 50000 for residency. And these kids will get paid money, but that money they will take out from their bank account once it arrives and give back to their employer. And they have to pay their own taxes on True. top of that. Own taxes on top of that. So if the going rate today for, uh, you know, immigration purposes is $26, they will probably get paid a month, a weekly uh, payment of more than 800 That's how much it works out to a eh? more than 800 Let's just take a conservative estimate down here. Out of the $26, they'll probably give the $20 back, making up, you know, how many hours they've done and, you know, how many times that multiplies into $20. 20 will go back and they'll only get to keep the six. And out of that six, they have to pay rent. They have to pay fees. They have to, you know, look after themselves. They have to do groceries. They have to do fuel for the car. And they also have to pay their own taxes to the employer as well. And out of that, they have to produce enough money to send back home while at the same time, 
paying enough for the next step forward in the immigration process, as well as for lawyers. Yep, uh, we witness far too many stories that say exactly this. It's true, it's happening. So the money-making scam that has been going on for now up to 10, 20 years, it's finally come to an abrupt stop. Uh, lots of uh, Indian-origin employers aren't really happy with this decision. Not at all. And the facade of success they've built up is, you know, basically none of those businesses have a successful business model. If you study those models closely, they're, you know, but the thing is what they've been doing is they've actually been looting these poor souls. So now when the false foundation of success is, you know, removed from underneath their feet, they have nothing more left to stand on. And of course, these businesses are going to shut down. So say bye-bye to the $2 million houses, the $8 million houses, the vacations abroad, the flash cars for their kids. It's all going down the dump. And the other thing which I'm going to say is that uh, now she's considering undocumented immigrants. So you could, okay, all right. So people living or let's say hiding in the farms and the rural areas, they're going to get let's say, legalization to begin with, and then maybe a path to residency if they have stayed here for long enough? Uh, the belief is it will be a direct path <clears> depending <throat> on the extent of the stay and how clean the police record is. But where does that leave your Punjabi contractors in the farms who actually enslave these people, threaten to get them sent back, who, you know, physically abuse them? I mean, you know, some of these girls who have come up with the stories is horrific. Well, th that is 100% true. I have visited the farms, yeah? And I've seen yep. people who work here who, who couldn't speak a single sentence of English. They were just promised uh, wages in Indian currency. Hmm. Worst one we had, sorry, I'm just drinking my water. Worst one we had was a man actually paying them in tobacco. In tobacco. So I believe she's taken a good step and she can augment this further. And I mean, one thing, this will sound very insulting. You know, since the scam started, the Gurdwaras have gotten flasher and flasher and flasher. I don't even think Wahigru is pleased if, you know, God's house is built out of someone else's screams and blood money. Uh, well, that that's a big part of it. Of course it is. When you have so much, let's say, quote-unquote, black money, you're going to spend to, let's say, increase your influence or something. And also, I think that all those things that are being organized as part of a Sikh community drive, they're going to go down. They will go down. We know what the reality is even behind closed doors. So, I'm pretty sure that all, all of that 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 kabaddi business is going to end soon. Well, not end soon. It's going to you know, see a massive decline. Yep. And when these declines happen, the government of the day will be closely watching. You know, one thing we need to remember, it's their country. No matter even if you're born here, if you have arrived from somewhere else and your seven generations haven't matured here, it's not going to be your country. So there will be the government of the day will be closely watching these declines and it will take notes for the future to prevent this from happening again. True. Right. 
So now to move on to the most important matters to silence the barking dog of ignorance. Uh, So let me tell you a little story like regarding what we're discussing today from warriors to Vokes. A man had two sons. The first son he took to a kingdom where the king was, you know, fighting battles. And the son told the king that your majesty, we need to be bold. We need to be very impressive in our attacks, very spectacular. We need to restore faith in our people, you know, our people's faith in us. While we need to, you know, strike fear in the hearts of those other people whose armies are fighting against us. If we take out the people's morale, the soldierly, uh, the soldiers' Uh, Esperit de corps, their own passion, their morale will suffer. And naturally, once the civilian population starts uh, pressing its military uh, service to surrender, like, you know, what happened in Vietnam, the American public actually argued to end the war and the war ended. That's what he advised. You know, once we attack the civilian population, spread uh, dissatisfaction among them, they will tell their soldiers to lay down their arms and it will happen eventually. So... The king decided, okay, followed the advice, won the war, conquered seven more kingdoms, and made this son an archduke and placed him right next to himself. So that was success. You agree? Militarily, yes, of course. Yep. And the boy walked away quite rich, you know, better off than he was before. Second son, he took to a kingdom where the king was consolidating his, you know, conquests. And the son went to the king and told him, your majesty, we need to have a social code of ethics with which we can unite all these disparate people, give them a sense of citizenship, and, you know, make them of one spirit so they support us in the future. And how are we to do this? We need to distinguish between faith and between the role of the state. And they can profess belief in whatever they want to, but the state also needs to be just. And as long as the state is just, they'll be loyal to the state as its citizens. So the king made him a minister and in due time made him his chief vizier. Boy walks away with a similar position to his brothers. Successful? Would you agree with that? Yep. So the neighbor now sees that this man has taken his kids around and, you know, he's actually made a name for himself. He's gone down in history. The children have gone down in history. So the man decides that, you know what, I'm going to take my own sons. So (laughs) the first boy, he takes to a kingdom which is in the middle of a very sensitive political uh, process with its neighbors. They're on the verge of fighting each other. War is just about to break out, and this boy goes to the king and says, look, your majesty, we need to be bold, we need to be decisive, we need to strike first. You know what the king did? Tell me. He had the boy executed. Hmm. Reason being that this young fired-up idiot will get us killed. The situation seems to be too volatile to alter. Yep. Second son goes to a kingdom which is, you know, in a state of liberalism. And when the boy says that we need a very strong set of ethics, we need to do this, we need to do that, the king has him exiled anyway, that we don't need such an idiot who will make, you know, our people into rigorous extremists.
Now, the moral of the story usually derived is that, you know, you need to be the master of timing. But I also believe that along with being the master of timing, two sets of boys, you know, two different fathers. Both of these fathers are different in temperament and in their understanding of time and what is required of their children. And speaking considerably, that also translates into modern times today, where the sense of liberalism, this uh, hypervoicism being installed in our kids almost, is rendering them like the last two sons. They're not the master of timing. They live in a delusional utopian fantasy land. And what's more, they're disconnected from reality. I mean, what happened a few days back is that... Uh, <clears throat> There was a space regarding a sexual abuse case in a Gurdwara on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. And what happened was that, you know, which ones, that particular uh, <laughs> faction, invaded and started talking about their own experiences and ultimately hijacked the space until it was uh, more a matter of that, you know, we need to crush men, we need to crush males, males are the problem, Sikh men are the problem. The incident regarding the Gurdwara was forgotten altogether. So when another uh, issue is brought in to supplant that earlier issue, and really that issue they were discussing was nothing more than a cover-up for you know their own uh, prancing about, their own victim Olympics. Victim Olympics with, uh, let's say, a thousand cameras <laughs> from every <laughs> angle, giving them a lot of attention. Now, the thing is... If you look at one of their uh, accusations, which have always been you you know thrown at men, it's that society today values a woman for her beauty, but a man for his success. Now, you know, I agree that there is a very, I guess, in the long run, you would say that's a very pernicious system that we aren't you know recognizing people on their merit. But the fact is that you know the system is rotten. Right? You agree with that? Which exact system are you talking about? I mean, the system which says that a woman with beauty is more important than, you know, a woman with brains. Uh, well, that depends on which stage of civilization you are in. Mm -hmm. But overall, this is the stage of decadence. But I mean... The point I'm trying to make down here is that the system is rotten. I mean, if you look at the Pandarapagds, like, you know, Dr. Blavan Tillo told us, they tried their level best to make caste equal, but they couldn't get rid of caste altogether. And Baba Nana comes along, steps outside the system and destroys the very foundations of caste, has more success. So if the system is the problem, then why aren't these individuals, the woke, uh, you know, hyper-liberal, pseudo-feminists, all of them, why aren't they fighting to change the system? Which one's easier, to become See, a millionaire or yep. to blame them for your own failure? I'll give you an example. When uh, Simran Kaur loudly sang that song, Lahudi Avaz, uh, our team on Twitter put it up on the account, there was a comment underneath from a person whose name we won't uh, you know, take due to privacy reasons, and uh, she was saying that you guys want to cancel... Oh, woman, why don't you, you know, say this when men, you know, objectify themselves, etc., etc. Now, the problem is that, you know, I'm, I'm not one to comment on this, but when I saw their daily reports, saw their account picture, you know, 
Okay, look. Excessive makeup on the face, right? Excessive mm-hmm. red lipstick on the face and a stuffed up bra showing the cleavage. On one hand, they're saying, she's saying that the system objectifies women. So why is she then objectifying herself? Okay, question. What's wrong with objectification? For me, this goes into the territory of, you know, psychological decadence. Really, once you're, you know, starting to, you know, detract yourself from the discipline, your inherent iron discipline... It's just, you know, focusing on things which don't matter at all. And then you're making them into something which, you know, leads you down to the path of hedonism. Well, yeah, that's a part of no return. Okay, the point I'm trying to make is objectification could would be wrong, or it, it is wrong if it's only done, let's say, for women only. Are men yep. not objectified? I mean, that's the thing down here. See, one you thing and, which... You, yeah. and I, you and I both come from farming communities, yeah? Yep. If you have no land and you belong to a farming community, do you have any chance of getting married? Are you not objectified then? Yep, as a man. Yeah. If you're not yep. tall enough, you're out of the picture. If you're not fair enough, you're out of the picture. Well, of course. So are men not objectified? See, rather than getting rid of the system, they're using the system to push their point. But the thing is, they're caught in a self-defeating cycle. They can run around in circles. See, 50 years from now, most of these pseudo-feminists will be still crying the same cry. You know, back in the day, they were the, the issue used to be that, you know, we have no no rights, you know, we, we, we are being abused. Okay, those things were all fair. They fought for it. They got the rights. Today, it's microaggressions. He looked at me for more than three seconds. He eye-raped me. See, this is bordering on the point of ridiculousness and ludicrousity, lud- uh, ludicrousness down here. But you see, one of the points I want to make down here regarding you know, what you just said down here is this, that you know, if you look at many of the head numbers, they forbid a woman from applying makeup and having jewelry. And the same is said for a man as well as that a man, a Sikh man, an Amritari man, can't dye his beard. Back in the day, Jassa Singhaluwalia wanted to pass a resolution at the Kaal Taktana Sarbat Khalsa, and someone actually called out that, wait a second, last time his beard was white. Beards turn white with age. How come he's got a black beard? What right does he have to be to, you know, what right does he have to call himself Herjatidar if he's actually, you know, violating the Guru's code of conduct? And, you know, there is, when you go to another poor sahib, there's a well on the other side, which has brackish water. Uh, there are quite a, quite a few of them. Uh, I'm trying to remember the, the exact name of the place. Uh, yeah. So what actually nah, happened, okay. yeah, what happened was they penalized him and told him to go to another poor sahib. And he was someone, you know, who had a lot of uh, finances. And they told him he had to distribute a certain percentage in Langer down there. He uh, he actually did that, and he also had to dig out that well. Now, the history of the well, see, we have many idiots who come along and say, but that well is a living testimony to how hard that hit was applied to both sexes in the Khalsa. True. Now, 
on one hand, we were saying that, you know, reproduction is a biological necessity to find a mate as human animals. We will do quite a lot, like, you know, exacerbate our lips, uh, augment our appearances. But, you know, turn that all around. Do we really have to be human animals all our life? Can't we transcend that bestial state? Depends on your intelligence levels. We need to refine and hone the intelligence levels. And I guess that's the ultimate problem we have down here with this uh, entire issue down here is that with the amount of the type of kids we are raising today is that, you know, most of them don't have that warrior mentality. And I'm not saying that kids today need AK-47 in the house, you know, nothing like that. But see, life is a battle in which you need to strategically play your cards. You know, life is going to be hard. So when you come up with this, you know, you woke utopian idealism of safe spaces, you know, this is not to say we don't need safe spaces, but come on, man. Like when you have a Karen out there crying that her child needs a safe space to cry because you looked at him in a particular way, you were wearing a particular dress, you refused to say hi, you refused to say hello. What are you going to think? It's actually, okay, let's put it this way. Are you going to create a safe space in a Gurdwara if you take your kid and the kid sees all these pictures on the wall of Sikh martyrs? Or are you going to put a trigger warning at the gates of the Gurdwara that some pictures might disturb you? I'm going to do nothing. I'm going to tell the kid that's our history. That's life. That's the brutality of life. So if, let's say, some walk becomes a Gurdwara, let's say, Pradhan or something, are they going to do that? Or are they going to say, what? okay, this is too disturbing. We shouldn't have these pictures at all. This It's, tri it's triggering. If there's a total ban on pictures, then there should be a total ban of pictures. We shouldn't even have any pictures of the gurus and, you know, equipoise up there as well. Then it should be extended to everything. Who are we to deny the reality of history and the reality of life? You know, the sooner you introduce kids to these concepts, the sooner those kids start getting an iron spine. Now, you know, look at the ages of the Sahib Jadeh. Baba Jeet Singh, she'd be at 15 years old. You think today's 15-year-old can, you know, sum up the courage to step into the field of battle? You check away the iPhone, they will probably go into a system shutdown. Probably get depression or whatever it is. <laughs> Baba Jajar Singh, <laughs> 12 years old. Right? Baba Zorawar yep. Singh, nine years old. Baba Fateh Singh, five years old. Seven. Yep, seven what? years. Some yeah, sources so are pretty confused so. about it. But anyway, if you look at the Mir Manusaka, now what happened down there is that him and his general Mormon kind of decided to pounce upon villages where, you know, a few hundred Sikh women were sheltering. And we all know what happened. Took them to the cellars of Lahore where they actually, you know, slaughtered their kids, cut them into pieces, bet the meat out and hung them around the woman's neck and prided them around Lahore to, you know, issue a warning to anyone who wanted to become a sneak. Look at that history down there. And today's folks are saying that, you know, those women, such women, a uh, parent in any case has no right to infringe on their child's, you know, right to life. No, of course. But at certain times, when you're the one in the most powerful position, you have to make that call. How do we save Sikhi if our own children die? Does it matter? No. But today's cancel culture will try cancelling you out for that.
And this this all <clears> starts <throat> from the home. This all starts from the home. Today's generation of wokes are probably passing on Sikhi is all about love, all about love to their children. Sikhi is all about love and voting the left wing. Uh, I actually read somebody's, let's say, tweet. And uh, the person said that Sikhi is being sold in the West as the beliefs of victims. Yeah, yeah. It's being, it's being sold I, as a hippie cult. Yeah, I, I about yeah, and I thought about it. I said, okay, I cannot refute this person. You say, okay, Sikhi is not homophobic. Yeah, we are with you. Sikhi is not transphobic. Yeah, we, we are with you. We believe everybody is equal. Yeah, we are with you. I said, okay, fair enough. How far are you, are you going to go? And if you remember last year, we actually did an episode, didn't we, uh, Seek liberals preserve your identity, that this is exactly what's going to happen. You guys are going to create a fissure bigger than what you're trying to deal with. The division you will create will be quite, you know, unsurpassable. And obviously you can see the division down there as well. You know that, uh, I mean, you see it on Twitter all the time, influential people going around and, you know, uh, saying Baba Nanak was a gender bender, Baba Nanak was this, Baba Nanak was that. Why can't you leave Baba Nanak as he was? You know, this is what Guru Amar Das says in his Bani. Satgur ki seva gakhari sardi ji aap kawai. You know, gakhari means it's hard. Satgur is the truth. Serving the truth is very hard. You have to give your head, which means you will die. And you have to sacrifice yourself. Not impose your own convictions on what you believe, how you, you know, what the validity of the truth is, but accepting the truth and then changing yourself to confirm to the truth. Hmm. You know, that's all these things you need to think about. So when we raise our children today, let's not be too soft with them. Have that iron hand of discipline, you know. You need to have that iron hand of discipline. You See, look, the gurus, you think they would have let their children off on anything? Mm -hmm. See, if you want to raise warriors, the fact is warriorhood is the mentality, not the physical part. Physical part is only 50%. Fact is, if you have the 50% warriorhood mentality, you're halfway there. You need to at least give that mentality to the children today. You know that... Your Sikhs, this is the reality of life. You know, life is hard. Life is pain. Sooner you live up to that reality, the better it will be for you. It's, you know? it's actually uh, yep. uh, an, an old argument that uh, if life was fair, you wouldn't be able to explain your own failure. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I, I take that. See, the thing is that people say that, why do you guys speak out against these people? You know, why do you speak out against the woke? You know, they, you know, we get accused of being right-wing conservatives, misogynists and whatever. Not the accusations are coming, let them come anyway. Fact being, <clears throat> first thing is, some of these individuals are in very inspirational and influential positions. They're giving the wrong message about who we are. Second thing is, on the street, these people, if they're normal, are raising a whole generation of Sikhs who are so far from Sikhi, it's not, you know, laughing. It's not a laughing matter. Not at all. 
you know, this is, I'm not like, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, brainwash your kids, but at the very least introduce them to Sikhi, what Sikhi is, what the Sikh culture is, you know, train them to stand up for themselves. Today, we don't have any of that anyway. I mean, look at the accusations which are being thrown around. There's one in particular, Dr. Kamala Rora on Twitter, a doctor as well. Ah, oh, Sikh men should stand up and do this. They should dismantle patriarchy, etc., etc. While it was within its limit, it was good. Now it's just getting out of the limit. It's, you know, crossing the line down there where you would say that, you know, she's got a point. Now everyone knows she's actually just hungry for attention. It, for me, it's quite astonishing. You say, okay, can you name a better system than patriarchy? And they're dead silent. Well, the thing is that if they want a better system, then the thing is they also need to dismantle the system today, which they're calling feminism. Is feminism the right to objectify yourself? See, that's the question you ask them, none of them answer. But this isn't about feminism as well. This goes to voikism as well. In the name of inclusivity, how much merit are you going to sacrifice? <laughs> and what would be the outcome of that strategy? See, the whole issue down here, we need to give our children, you know, puberty blockers in schools. We need to use pronouns for them. Let the kid decide their gender. I mean, like, literally, what the hell? What are we heading towards down here as Sikhs, you know? I would suggest you watch some uh, Camille Paleo videos. She explains it in, in deep detail. Those are long videos. They are long lectures, and she speaks uh, quite fast. But uh, she's full of knowledge, and uh, well, give it a go. Listen to her, and uh, you will have a better idea what's what's happening today. And also listen to uh, some old. Uh, uh, they might not might not be on YouTube anyhow. Okay, let's leave it there. Yep. See, the issue starts from here, as I can see, is that you know, in our homes, we need to teach our children what is ideologically wrong and what is ideologically right. You know. Obviously, we have that other stupid comment from one of these, you know, Twitter doctors. Oh, raise your kids to be ungroomable. I mean, God help us. How the hell do you make a kid ungroomable? But I mean, we need to teach my them. Pa my, yep. my parents raised me to be bulletproof. I know it's workable. <laughs> you know, we can't raise the kids to be that liberal. I mean, I know many Pracharik say, Goria, the system, both Badia, Goria, Daida, Goria, Daida. Their society is on a downslide. You can see this. The decadence is downward yeah. spiral. Yeah, downward yeah. spiral. We don't need to copy all the bad parts. You know, find and take some good parts if you want and keep it. But, you know, why are we also taking in the bad parts as well? And this has given the, you know, such a free license to people. We have people, you know, denying the validity of the Sikh identity, denying the importance of Amrit Shakana, denying the importance of Guru Granth Sahib. I mean, look at Twitter. Why don't we take the bad bits out and keep the good bits in the Guru Granth Sahib? Who are you to decide? Well, they are the victims, so they have the right because they are the loudest. You know, people are on, every, people are on their own journey. Uh, you don't have any right to, you know, uh, uh, judge anyone else for being imperfect. You're imperfect yourself. Find them. I'm imperfect. The teacher at school is imperfect in many things. But if I can't add one plus one and the teacher tells me what the perfect way is, am I going to turn around and shout at the teacher that, look, this is not perfect. You're imperfect. I'm imperfect. Who are you to tell me what I'm doing is right or wrong? I'm on my own journey. One plus one is three.
See, there there needs to be a common sense factor going on down here as well, that this is the common sense factor down here. You know, we we need to make the children proud, Sikhs. Our current generation today is discovered, uh, you know, struggling with many issues because they are not proud Sikhs. The issues that are, <clears throat> I have observed that reoccurring is like, if anybody across the world says anything remotely good about about a Sikhs, people just you know share the shit out of that tweet or that post or something. It's it's extreme self hatred and and also it's like inferiority complex that's seeping seeping so deep it will take a massive effort to get out get out of it if possible within let's say two or three decades. Find the Guru Tegabhadar Sikhs is delivered. to guru gobind singh ji pai pai jeevan singh shaheed or pai jetha as he was now in before taking amrit right yeah what morality what ethicality did guru teg bahadur install in young gobind rai at the time who you know records tell us is 14 he gets his father's head and while everyone else is crying this is a father who he loved dearly he used to sit in his lap his father trained him to fight his father trained him in many things he was devoted to his father always followed him around imagine the rigidity in the teachings of the guru that a young 14 year old teenager gets up and says this isn't the time to cry eron da samahani find then no one, safe spaces there no safe spaces there reality potam chaliya potam going sanam going i'm not going to be back what will be back will be my bloodied head my body even not that there will be many insults thrown at you many people will say what a guru mukar gaya what a guru idda ho gaya what a guru idda ho gaya but i want you to stand firm on the guru's path on the guru's path you know find then look at banda singh bahadur ajay singh is standing right in front of him right even a child mm-hmm. at that age knows that when that knife is going to stab me in the body it's going to hurt me like hell you know child knows that he can sense the atmosphere around people are you know people watching it contemporary records tell us our witnesses tell us people watching the scene were trembling but at that time banda singh knew that he always told his son his both his sons you know ajay singh and ranjit singh that if i die you need to be perfect sikhs you know he raised warriors and not wokes so what happened he stands there or sits there and he says it's all good my son i'll be the same as well by shabeg singh shabaz singh you know a 10 year old child is put on a charkha and tortured heavily to break his father the child doesn't break the child turns around and says to his father padaji tuzi da kende si sikh kadi darde ni right Mm-hmm. Both of them die. Both of them die. Look at that mentality in those kids, and look at the mentality in today's children. You know, Professor Gurmukh Singh heard that seven boys of prominent Sikh families, whose ancestors were martyrs for the Sikh faith, are now openly converting to Christianity by cutting their hair in public, and accepting baptism. and he reached down there and he asked them why and they said we don't know nothing about sikhi 
ਉਹ ਲਹਿਰ ਜਿਹੜੀ ਉੱਥੇ ਉਹ ਚੱਲੀ ਯੂ ਨੋ ਦ ਵਾਈਫ ਪ੍ਰੋਫੈਸਰ ਗੁਰਮੁਖ ਸਿੰਘ ਸਟਾਰਟਡ ਫਰਮ देयर ਲੁੱਕ ਵਾਟ ਇਟ ਕੋਰਸ 9 ਮਿਲੀਅਨ ਸੀਕਸ ਫਾਈਂਡ ਦੈਨ ਬਟ ਦੈਨ ਔਨ ਦ ਅਦਰ ਹੈਂਡ ਇਫ ਯੂ ਲੁੱਕ ਐਟ ਇਟ ਵਾਈ ਡਿਡਨਟ ਥੋਸ ਪੇਰੈਂਟਸ ਟੀਚ देयर ਚਿਲਡਰਨ ਬੈਟਰ jahagir asked guru hargobind what is the purpose of a son in relation to the father and guru hargobind said the son is the mark of the man who produced him but he can only be considered a son as long as he walks on his father's you know footsteps find then many children will grow up to be against their parents that's all good but the reality is we're looking at a majority so even today my benti to the listeners is inspire sikhi inspire that warrior mentality in your children tell them sadgur ki seva gakri sir dijiye aap kawal in the 20s the british said we're banning the sikh kirpan sikhs can't have any weapons on them in public you know and the nirmalas and the dasis actually made a hukam nama takal tak with supported the british takht hazur sahib the committee down there was visited by members of the akali dal their akali dal back then not today's you know what's happened today is obviously known to everyone and these akalis sing sabai tat khal says everyone got together with the committee and they produced a manuscript which said that guru padshah has allowed the sikh kirpan kirpans are a part of sikh history and the sikh can wear anywhere from you know a few inches to 9 inches or more that manuscript is still there how many people do you think know about it today <clears throat> maybe one in a thousand or something yep because the nirmalas at akal takht the udasi pujari mahant said denied that the guru ever gave us the kirpan at that time the judge was in a sitting assembly the final uh, judgment was going to be given on this case everyone knew it was going to be a negative and then suddenly the doors burst open a 10 year old child of akali dal activists marches in shouts at bole sone hal sat shri akal and shows him his big kirpan and small kirpan the child is arrested the child is put in jail and i believe the child was tortured the child's parents were tortured but it was enough to convince the judiciary at the time kina gejo knai pena now that child didn't know how to use the kirpan that child knew nothing but there was that pride a warrior's pride in their past if someone today says i'm cutting off the cash of my children i'm cutting off their hair because i want them to be sikhs of their own conviction do not let that fool you for an instance just remember that the individual saying this is a lazy parent uh i think the point is like much deeper than this hmm do you do you intentionally want to destroy your own heritage so you don't want to intentionally destroy the sikh heritage okay uh, let let's start from a very simple example yep fathers take their son to let's say to see maybe a rugby match or football match or american football or whatever yep because they want to introduce 
their values to the kid as well. Yep. To the sons, to, to the daughters, whatever. Yep. Usually, the children support the teams that their parents support. Yep. The children uh, emulate the same set of virtues and values. Yeah. I've seen fathers taking their kids for fishing because the fathers like fishing. Yep. They go on camping camping trips because the parents like camping. Yep. They may be into cars, maybe into motorbikes, you know, little kids fixing cars with their with their fathers in the garage. You know, it's a it's a it's a common picture in the old movies. It's a it's a common scene. Yep. So you introducing your kids to everything that you personally like. Yep. So why wouldn't you introduce them to their own heritage? If you're proud of that heritage, why would you work to, you know, put your kids on such a path where that heritage is dismantled? Fine, then if it's the kid's own wish, stuff it, let the kid do whatever they want. But that's the exception, not the majority. Uh, I don't know how deep this this psychology goes, but during your your teenage, you you pick up certain habits that stay with you for a long term, yeah. Yep. So if if in your in your in your teenage, you you're giving your kid, your son or daughter, this impression that this is what this sickie isn't important isn't important enough that my parents didn't chose to give it to me. Are they going to go back to sickie anyhow? See, here's another thing down here. What sort of a sake are you teaching these kids? Uh, man, I don't know. Sorry. You know, when I was younger, the Gurdwara I used to go to, we weren't really into sake that much. But the fact was that one day I was playing and I stumbled into the toilets and all the Tiasik books and Gurbani books were in the toilet. Really? I was one of the first ones to start taking those books home and reading them. We used to live quite far away. Our city didn't have a Gurdwara. So what happened was that other kids saw me and started reading those books and only then did they move them out to a library. Hmm. Well, maybe in the foreign yep. countries, being being a Granthi is just a way to get residency. They, they weren't quite, let's say, devoted to Sikhi itself. Our system for our children needs to be very strong. See, those mothers who knew that their children would be grow up to become, you know, Muslims or Hindus under Mir Manu's confinement offered them up to be sacrificed. That makes you right wing, bro. Let it, let it. I mean, if the accusation is going to be they didn't love their children, well, fine then. Let the accusation come. We know how much they love their children, that they wanted to give them the best start in life. When they knew they couldn't give their children the best start, the best faith in life, they decided to sacrifice those children. Well, they didn't just voluntarily give, hey, here, kill my baby. But they knew exactly what was going to happen, that they're going to kill every Sikh, whether it's an infant or, let's say, a 90-year-old person. When Daya Singh asked Guru Gobind Singh Ji, Maharaj, how did you sleep on the bed of thorns that night when the Sahib Jadis died, when you found out? And Guru said that, you know, the sort of sleep I had then was much better than any sleep in my life. 
because they stood on their fathers, their grandfathers, their great grandfathers, great 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 grandfathers' philosophy on their uh, you know conviction in life. Otherwise, they are saying, "Who knows what happens when a child grows up?" Can they park now, Javi? So, hmm. as a wrap up, the Sikhism, Sikhism doesn't Voikism. We are raising Voiks today. We have digressed from you know warrior status to Voikism. They're not mentally strong. They're not mentally warriors. They're confined by hyper liberalism and pseudo feminism. These aren't Sikh values. No, of course not. Uh, do you have your cell phone handy near you? Are you using your oh. laptop? No, no, I'm using the cell phone. Okay, whenever whenever you get time, go to Facebook, search people with the last name Singh in South America. Yep. You'll find of quite a few of them. All of them have got Sikh ancestry. Yep. And today none of them are Sikhs. For how long do you have to wait that this exact same thing happens to let's say North America or Europe or Australia or New Zealand? Hmm. And the other thing is, the, is people who should, yeah, the people who should know better are sacrificing their identity on the altar of voikism. It's it's not just voikism, I would say. I think it, it, it's it's a symptom of some other deep issue. An ability to live up to the past, attachment to materialism, which makes you fear dying for your faith. could be could be and generally people are the product of their environment so what's happening around you it's going to affect you and if if the values in you are not strong enough then you you're naturally going to succumb to those consider this consider this one of the dilsafs actually told me that you know you guys wouldn't say anything if it's a sink and core doing anything wrong and i said i would but i would expect you to say something and he said what and i said i want you to go to that singan call look them in the eye and tell them you have the guru sroop guru's bana you got the 5k's right what you're doing is wrong me amona is calling you out so how low have you fallen basically what i told him was that you look them in the eye and tell them i'm amona right i don't have the sroop tusi sroop leke ki kari jande you know have that himmat at least to judge people by their kakars fingers that if someone wears kakars wears habana has the sroop we even allow them to get away with sexual abuse in gurdwaras oh well, man that's a very sad part of it here it has continued it has existed in the past exists today i'm not too sure about the future we need to change this entire psyche of raising our kids and what their understanding what their comprehension of sikhi is how they view sikhi what their outlook on sikhi is what exactly have you received from your parents and what exactly are you going to deliver to your children well i've received a very strong work ethic persistence perseverance you know dog resistance never you know the okay so i'll just classify it as a summary yay take mm-hmm. no shit do no harm <laughs> Iron fist, Walwood Cliff.
Ireland yeah. first of all, but Glove, all of it, bro, all of it. All these military books used to be in the house. That I grew up on those. <clears throat> so in the future, the next generation is going to be introduced to Sikhi, let's say. In what ways? Are you going to tell them that we are the faith of the victims or we are the... Uh, it, it, you know how Buddhism was polluted in the, in the West, yeah? Yep. Are we on the same path? Seems like it looks like it at least. The, the very same way that uh, some woke yoga teacher tells you that you, you're doing yoga wrong, even though you're Indian and I've been doing yoga for the past 20 years. Is it going to be a person who say you are wrong, this is not Sikhi? See, we are not the world's policemen. We're not the world's <laughs> soldiers, you know. So when the social justice warrior Sikh brigade comes in, that makes me laugh. That makes me laugh hardcore. We've got to do this. We've got to do that. We've got to take Langar the Balti and feed those people. We've got to go fight for those people. We've got to do this. We've got to do that. But, you know, don't stand up for Sikhi. The example I just gave you is, is this, this actually happened to a person that I know. He, he of, all of course, he's 100% Indian, but he doesn't look Indian. He's very fair. And I, and I mean, really fair, fair looking. Yep. And he was in America and they said, okay, uh, you know, just join like, like a yoga program. And he was told that he was doing yoga wrong. It's like, okay, what's happening? What's the right way? And the teacher had spent, let's say, a long time and traveled to India two or three times. And that was good enough. And he said, I'm Indian. I've been doing this, this thing for the past 20 years. We have we do this in our schools. You are doing it wrong. And she was insistent. No, no, no. I'm correct. You are wrong. Okay, fair enough. If tomorrow if a war comes, this is not sicky. You know, holding up our, our identity is not sicky. Differentiating our turbans is not sicky. Oh, yeah. There was what are you going to do? Yeah, we can't. <laughs> what are you going to do? Let's let's just put it out there again. Let's just put it out there again. Dear listeners, please listen up. We cannot differentiate between our Dastar and the Taliban turban, otherwise the white oppressor wins. Better yep, you and I will continue Yeah, and I will continue living in that white oppressor's country and the next generation is going to be born here as well. Yeah, this is so how consistent I am. That so-called white oppressor has given you enough freedom of speech to say that, try saying it in Taliban land. Well, the, the the moment you land there, they will probably say, okay, convert to Islam or die. <laughs> Try explaining all these concepts to them. Here's yeah, the but newest, they are victims. Here's the newest accusation. Cis Sikh men should not be allowed to raise children. <laughs> are, are they going to download children from Google? If you are, if you if you are not says, where are the children coming from? It's a Have biological read, process. I can't remember the name of the book I read long time ago. It's pretty famous, The Handmaiden's Tale or The Handmaid's Tale. Read it in school. You know, down there, how yeah. women are confined. I mean, gender equity would say that you know, equity was equality that men and women are the same. They have the same rights, privileges, prerogatives, merits, and society, no, no. etc. Equity is the equality of outcome. Let's be very clear about it. Okay. Yep. So that would be what, you know, a fair society would offer everyone, you know, both genders down here. But the way these guys are going, we might as well soon be writing the butler's tale where men are confined to their rooms and used as reproduction machines and have no rights. Well, that, uh, that has been done. 
you, you can you know, just Google, let's say, kill all men and just keep like 5 or 10% for breeding purposes. So, as I wrap up, to from warriors to voiks, raise your kids properly, what would you like to tell the listeners? I would like to tell the listeners that th- these trends are temporary. They might change maybe in a few decades. And uh, you, 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 every Sikh should, not just Sikh, every single human being who, is, let's say, who considers consider himself or herself or itself to be civilized, they should know about the cycle of civilization. You're on decline, so these things are going to arrive anyhow, unavoidable. But you shouldn't judge an ideology based on what's happening today. Mm. Any ideology. Sikhi is not meant to be, let's say, time a specific. game of a single century. Yeah, yep. it's not time specific. It's not a game of a single century. You, you have to remember that, that we have to go into the future. You and I are just existing today. Sikhi is going to exist for a long, long time. And it and we, it's our responsibility. Yeah. Yep. It's our responsibility that we do not pollute it. For because our descendants. We pers- yeah, because we personally don't agree with certain parts of it. I do not understand many things fully. I don't go against them. If you don't understand Sikhi fully, it's, it's on to you. It's your weakness. It's your drawback. Not Sikhi's. But where the wrong thing is being preached in the name of Sikhi, that's where you need to take a stand. Yeah, but, but you need to know what exactly Sikhi is in order to identify what's wrong. Or if, if it's being, let's say, deliberately, unintentionally, maybe even, misinterpreted or preached mm. in the wrong way or ro- wrong things are being sold under the context of Sikhi. Right. So to wrap up, is there anything else I should say? <laughs> well, of course, yeah, a lot of things you should say. Yeah, uh, well done to send our din. <laughs> Are you going to vote for her? No, hell no. All right, then. Thank you for listening to us. Remember, raise your kids to be warriors, not wokes. Give them that warrior mentality. Train them up young. If they don't want to follow Saki in the future, that's up to them. You have tried your best. But please do not raise these, you know, I need a safe space to cry type snotty kids today. You know, these were the types of kids who, you used to, who we used to smack at at school. You know, I'm sure you would have smacked at quite a few yourself. Well, uh, there was a bully and uh, he bullied me like maybe for half a year. Then I fought back and never bullied him again. I can tell you that much. <laughs> did that, did, did, did his school shirt change color to red? I'm not going to say it, but he never bullied me again. You know, Moraka that's what as well, though. Any way to teach and, the fool is to break his face. Man, and I actually ran home worried that that kid's <laughs> going to die because I've never seen that much blood in my entire life. All right, then. Thank you for listening to us. Remember, Siddhak is not work. Siddhak is Sikhi. Until next time, Vaheguru Ji Ka Khalsa. Vaheguru Ji Ka Khalsa.